0: Are you hungry? You're making us hungry. I am dining out. You're dining out with
1: Bruce Newberry. You're a food dude. I'm very happy
0: to be here dining out with Bruce Newberry here in Rhode Island.
1: That should be your name. The food dude.
2: Hello again. Welcome to the tastiest talk show on the radio in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. We are here at Sarto is Ravioli Doppio, which is a giant ravioli. Now, I love the idea of the sharing pasta, and uh, we've talked about similar dishes, but this sounds like it really is a winner, and it is so, so popular in the early going. Now, Sarto's only been open for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe the beginning of the month, not very long. But in restaurants, like everything else, things seem to kind of seek their own level. And sometimes, quite frankly, we don't know What's going to be popular? You can say, oh, we're going to serve ribs, or we're going to have pizza, or we're going to have sushi. And something off the menu just tickles everybody's fancy. And that seems to be what's happening at Sarto with this ravioli doppio. It is a giant ravioli, and it is filled with kabocha squash. And braised oxtail. Now no ox were harmed in the making of this ravioli. It is delicious and it is so tender and it's wonderful and it is just so soul satisfying. The idea of the menu and the whole approach at Sarto is Italian comfort food and in this day and age are we not all about the comfort food? You bet we can't get comfortable enough these days. the more comfortable, the better. So this giant ravioli filled with this wonderful meat and the squash and rosemary granola. You can get a half of one. You can get a full one. And everybody is ordering them. Now we're going to meet the chef from Sarto in just a few minutes, Rob Andriosi. And uh, he knows Lou Perella. Well, who doesn't? and that we were uh, we were talking just kind of exchanging pleasantries yesterday at Sarto and started talking about just kind of places we've been and so forth and on. And I started talking about Lou and he says, best fried ice cream in the state. There you go. You see, of all of the things. Now, Lou Perella and I are going to talk about olive oil. If you missed our chat about olive oil last weekend in the corner booth at Perella's. So you'll hear that again as Lou has olive oil and he is going to make a gift of it to you as you visit Perella's during the, well, the most wonderful... Food times of the year, like the most wonderful every other time of the year.
1: Uh,
2: so, but there you go. Louis got the olive oil and the seafood and the Italian and all of these stories. And you never know. Fried ice cream. Yeah, it's a signature, along with about 4,000 other things on the menu there. So here we are, a week and a half before Thanksgiving, and I am here to help. Yes, the Dining Out with Bruce Newberry program is at your service. Now, how does a show called Dining Out help out you who are preparing for the meal that you eat at home? We are here at Dave's Smithfield Crossing, and uh, so we are Thanksgiving centric. This is the holiday that that really is it defines dining out in the sense that this is the holiday everybody eats at home. On the other side of the scale is Mother's Day, where everybody eats out. So here we are. Super Bowl is encroaching on uh, Thanksgiving in terms of people staying home and having parties and things. But for sure, Thanksgiving has the the franchise and the menu. We need cranberries for Thanksgiving. And here in southeastern New England, we know a little bit about cranberries. But you know who knows a lot about cranberries is Deacus Farms from Carver, Massachusetts, because they've been in the Cranberry biz for many, many years. And Jan Stallone from Dika's Farms is with us here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. Nice to see you.
0: Nice to see you, too. It's great
2: to uh, talk about, uh, well, you know, it's only been 84 years, so...
0: Right. We started in 1934. Right. So we are we consider ourselves an 84-year-old startup because our, our fresh... Excuse me, our sweet dried cranberries are in a new package and we're presenting them here today at Dave's. We have a great price on our large size and we also have our organics with us, which are um, GMO, non-GMO as well. Excellent. Yeah. So our premium dried cranberries, they're uh, no artificial colors, um, no artificial flavors or preservatives. They're all natural. Are, they're antioxidant rich, they're naturally fat free and gluten free, yeah. and they're good for you. And they what, What's better than that on Thanksgiving Day?
2: That's what you need. And they're so good in so many so many ways. They're excellent in stuffing. Exactly. And in uh, the, the breads.
0: And the breads. And you know my family, Muffins, since, since I started at Deca's, uh, my family just eats them as a snack instead of potato so chips good. or something that's not yes. so good for
2: you. So good. Yeah. The, uh, the dried cranberries, they're excellent. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, about Dekas. Now I spent a lot of time in my youth on cranberry bogs. You did? Uh, I grew up in Taunton, Massachusetts. Okay. And, uh, I learned to ice-skate on cranberry bogs. Really? Uh, so I, I know a little bit about it, but not a lot of people do.
0: Right. So there's, at, at Decas Farms, we are family-owned. We've been working with um, about 150 growers. We have long-term relationships with them. We also have about 450 bogs of our own. So uh, we produce products that are sold locally in major grocery stores and we also um, sell to 31 different countries internationally.
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a really nice um, operation. I've actually had some uh, some visits to the bog recently because this is the season for harvesting.
2: Did you put on the waders? Did you go in the water? I
0: did not, <laughs>
2: yeah. Because I don't
0: know what else is in that water. <laughs> yeah, There's it's a lot it's of
2: perfect. Well, was not deep enough to really do you any harm, which is why it was a great place to learn to skate.
0: Exactly. They, but, you know, they, they would flood they all, them and the, then it would freeze in the I was just thinking of the natural, the, the snakes and the, no, don't worry and the frogs about and all that kind of stuff. They are your
2: friends, Jasper. Yes, it's absolutely. It's all good.
0: Right. No, but I learned that there's two different ways to harvest cranberries one is with water in the bog um, and those particular cranberries usually go to processing or to sweet dried cranberries and then our fresh cranberries are harvested dry so they never touch the water and they actually they they are harvested by a machine and i I can't think of the name of it right now but they are put into crates right on the bog the trucks don't go on the bog yes and they're Lifted the crates are lifted by helicopters and put into the trucks, which is kind of interesting. I did not know that. I yeah. knew about
2: the trucks, uh, yeah. and there, if you if you've ever been on cranberry bogs, there are all these little roads that go in between the bogs, yes. and that's where the trucks go because yep. yeah, they can't go on the bogs themselves. And uh, I, I think back now, we probably didn't do those bogs any favors ice skating on them. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're frozen. But That's know. how they preserve them for the for the winter yeah, season. So. Exactly,
2: and uh, the it, it was a great place to to grow up and kind of wander around in the woods, uh, in these uh, in these bogs. Now. So I, uh, it, it is a, a really great thing, and I'm so happy that the rest of the world is kind of discovering how uh, cranberries are grown and harvested and how good they are for you. Everybody everybody knows how good they are for you, though, don't they? Particularly with uh, the, the benefits that you can get from, from drinking the juice. Not that you guys have juice, but uh, there are a lot of health benefits.
0: There are a lot of health benefits, and also, you know, there's everybody wants a, a, to be a foodie these days. And yes. there's lots of ways that you can serve cranberries on salads or... Um, in different baking items that you do with cookies or muffins or something like that so this is the season we do a lot of our business between October and December because it's the holiday season so I mean, we have a great price down here at Dave's, and Dave's is very supportive. We really appreciate that. So uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to a great holiday season.
2: Yeah, we are too. I'm so glad to meet you and to find out more about Dekas Farms. And so come by here at Dave's Marketplace here at Smithfield Crossing and have a little taste. They have some samples for you and see the difference with these uh, wonderful uh, dried cranberries. They're so good. And uh, talk to Jan and to Bridget and find out the story and, uh, you know, get a little closer to Thanksgiving because it, it happened in the backyard, right? hmm <laughs> Absolutely. We're local. We are local. You bet. So good to talk to you. And uh, is there a website? Where can we go for more information?
0: Uh, www.decascranberries.com
2: Decas, D-E-C-A-S, com yes. yes. All right. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And all the best here at Dave's. Thank you very, very much. Have a very nice day. I like it. Thanks, Jan. Jan Stallone. And that's a taste of what's going on here at Dave's Marketplace in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. And if you hit the Bruce Newberry Facebook fan page later today, you'll see a picture of me and Jan here in the Broadcast Bistro chatting about these wonderful locally grown and harvested. Well, we kind of claim the cranberries as our own anyway, don't we? Here in New England, you bet. Here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, the official coffee of the Bruce Newberry Radio Program, locally roasted Dave's coffee. It's roasted in Rhode Island and enjoyed everywhere. You have to have great coffee at your Thanksgiving dinner, right, for the dessert portion of the proceedings. And uh, so stock up on plenty. Look for the orange bags here at Dave's Marketplace and at the independent markets. That's the best place to find Dave's Coffee. Uh, and uh, you'll find my signature blend, the Black Crow. You'll find decaf. You will find uh, the different varieties and varietals of Dave's Coffee. So look for it. You can shop at davescoffee.com. And Dave's Coffee available by the bag in the Dave's Coffee Espresso Bars, not only in Providence, but at the original Dave's Coffee Espresso Bar in Charlestown. Dave's Coffee, it fuels us! Here on the tastiest talk show on the radio, Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath. I cannot tell you how uh, tickled I was to meet up with my dear friend Edzio Gentile here at Dave's. And Edzio has put on so many wonderful demonstrations at the Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath showroom in Warwick in the Showcase Kitchen, And that is a place to really get inspired. Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath, you really have to just visualize what you might think about. And, you know, there's nothing like just uh, seeing someone. And it's different than watching, you know, one of these uh, uh, DIY shows or a remodeling show or a flipping show or something like that. Go to the Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath showroom and have a great chef like edzio or uh, just the crew from rhode island kitchen and bath take you through the advances and the looks and the materials and just what is available to you in kitchen remodeling they are right on the cutting edge always award-winning and obsessed with every detail if you're looking for uh, maybe a little place to go to get a taste of what is going on and what could be yours, why don't you come to a seminar at Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath? The next one is December the 1st. And so maybe uh, maybe this might be the gift to the house. Well, that's a thing. you Give a gift to the house and everybody can enjoy it. Maybe it's a new kitchen. So gift your house this, this year and uh, transform in 2019. Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath is the place to start. RIKB.com That's R-I-K-B dot com. And of course, Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath wants to take a moment. We're here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro with Dekas Cranberries. here at Dave's Smithfield Crossing, and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. We're here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. We're here at Dave's Smithfield Crossing. And I'm about to do a couple more Chef's Thanksgiving Secret Weapons. You look like someone that might know something about Thanksgiving dinner. Tell me a a secret, one of your Thanksgiving secret weapons. I invite family who cooks for me. That is exactly what the next next one that I was going to talk about. A chef named Michael Brannick says, turkey someone else cooked. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you to a new restaurant in Providence, Sarto. Which is downtown in the uh, Providence G, where the Providence Gas Company used to be. There's also a Panera Bread gift card in there, too. Thank you. What's your first name? Michelle. Michelle, where are you from? North Smithfield. North Smithfield. Nice to see you here at uh, Dave's in Smithfield Crossing. And thanks for sharing the secret. I'm with (laughs) you. Have a great Thanksgiving, Michelle. Thank you so very, very much indeed. And that is a taste of what is going on here at Dave's Marketplace. Now we're going to meet the chef from Sarto, Rob Andriozzi. Tell me about the name.
3: Uh, The name Sarto uh, derived, it means Taylor in Italian. Uh, This space, uh, the space we're currently in, there's two buildings. but You'll notice that... uh, there's a, a very narrow building. Um, that building was constructed in 1860, and um, up until 2004 was a, a men's tailor shop uh, called the Philip Wolf uh, sure. Aberdasher. Yep. So, um, a, a slight nod to that, and and yeah, we ran with it. And you can you'll notice some small uh, decorations all around the room, um, you know, uh, w- about the tailor shop. So. Um, yeah, we're very, very, very excited about that name, yeah. So I grew up in Bristol um, and that was really the best thing that could have happened for me, is getting out. Getting out and seeing the West was really cool. A whole new place for me. Um, And that experience, I just went in head first and really committed myself to it. And that, you know, parlayed that into uh, going into New York and spending time at Blue Hill at Stone Barns. And then, Yeah. yeah, which is cool. And, uh, then Del Posto, and really things took off from there in terms of wanting, understanding that my path was going to be towards opening up an Italian restaurant, and um, you know, certainly you know, Mario, Joe, and Lydia and what they created. Uh, I couldn't have been in a better place to learn how to do things the right way and introduce, be like really introduced to what Italy is. And uh, I followed my chef out to. Um, Italy, when he got asked to open up a restaurant on the Bastianic Vineyard um, in Friuli, which is like an hour east of, of Venice. Yes. And uh, I, I told him when he got that job and they got that opportunity, I said, I'm going to follow you out there. So that, that was my experience uh, living in Italy. Uh, I, I lived out there, tried to get a visa to work for a year. Unfortunately, yeah. obviously their economy not being you know, as strong as ours, they didn't want to hire Americans. <laughs> so uh, I came back to the States without a job. How but,
2: long did you end up staying out there?
3: Only three months Yeah. until they kicked me out. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> right. so they, you know, when I got back, I, I reached out to one of my friends who I went to culinary school with, who was at uh, Frasca in Boulder, Colorado. Which is the best restaurant yes. out there? And you know, he's like, "Listen, you need come see what it's like. You know, you, you're, I promise you'll like it. If you don't like it, at least you'll spend the weekend with me and we'll hang out." And it it was actually perfect because what they specialize in is the cuisine of Friuli, the region that I was living in. Oh, nice! Which is very strange because. Not many people have even heard of freely. yeah, and um, here's this place in the middle of Colorado that that is doing it. and I hadn't an in there, and it was perfect. So I went and visited on their ten year anniversary and was able to meet Bobby and Lachlan, uh, the owners. and I, I fell in love, and that was the really the the best. Restaurant experience I could have had in terms of learning what it takes to be a restaurateur. Very chefy and foodie community. I, I would. I'm so impressed by the growth of Denver and uh, Colorado as a whole, uh, but definitely Denver and Boulder. There's there's so much going on. So much. Um, you know, obviously tech industry and in, in how they've expanded there. And it, it's a much younger community who is very in tune with uh, dining and they want to spend money on food, which is wonderful. Wow.
2: So are are the techies the foodies?
3: I would say so. Oh, that's a good
2: sign for around here.
3: Uh, Yes, absolutely. So I'm very impressed. I mean, it was like, um, you know, a lot of certainly a lot of restaurants opening up in in denver and boulder but also like the farmer's market is packed it's the the aside from union square uh farmer's market in new york city you know boulder's one of the most impressive farmer's markets i've ever been to and you know it's filled with locals who care about where their food comes from and um that experience was was wonderful for me to just like be completely immersed in that and that's um Mm -hmm a huge part of that is what I I know we've already somewhat have established here in Rhode Island, but want, we need to grow that and and get it to a level that is, um, that we can be even more proud of than we already Mm -hmm. are. You know, the the mountains are gorgeous. You know, I'm I'm from Bristol. I'm born on Narragansett Bay. I think, you know, I haven't been in the water in four months, but you know, just knowing it's there, gives you some level of comfort. And, uh, I, 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 miss the ocean terribly. I, I missed, um, that connection that I had with uh, with seafood and with the beaches, and um, you know, that's not the only reason I came back. I think I always knew that I wanted to open up a restaurant here and somehow try to make it uh, in some small way a better place. And I'm very lucky to have. Um, done it in the time that I did because there were, uh, I mean, aside from George and Joanne and what what they uh, made it so much easier for everyone else, but like even just more recently you know, with Champ and Lisa at Persimmon you know, James at North you know, Ben at Oberlin and Birch um, Derek at Nix. I mean it, there's so many people who made this project so much easier for me, I mean doing regional Italian food is...
2: The fact that the fact that you're doing this kind of cuisine, or the fact that you can come in and be a personality and, and be a chef driving a driving a menu, the fact that those guys did it before made it familiar ground for you.
3: Yeah, I think I mean in many ways, a lot all of it. I think that the fact that you know being you know how respected those people are, um, you know, made it easy for I think people to look at this project, take it take it seriously. I think um, looking at the food that I'm doing, I'm able to cook, w- cook what I, the food I want to cook, and be proud of the food that I'm cooking, and not have to worry about. Um, yeah, certainly there's bills to pay, but you know it's not. The the menu isn't generated towards you know the space that we're in and you know the bills that we have to pay. It's generated right, right. towards you know cooking food that we can be proud of and accommodating guests and and giving them a completely new experience. Um,
2: well, you've got some interesting things on that menu, and this space is so interesting and lends itself to a lot of creativity on a lot of different levels. Uh, we have a a workstation in the dining room that's an extension of the kitchen. Now, you got an open
3: kitchen, 100% an open kitchen. Okay. I mean, the, the the kitchen is the is in the dining room. It's
2: the, and it's the show. It's, it's the center is. ring.
3: It is. And kind of, we've designed it so that um whoever is the the expediting your food that evening, whether um it's myself or Alex, my chef is that, you know, we we want to be part of the show. We want to be interactive uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not a chef that wants to hide in the back of the kitchen. I want to touch tables. I want to talk to guests. Um, I want to make sure everyone's having a great time. Um, so we have designed the kitchen to to flex into the dining room, uh, and, and I think everybody loves loves that. that, that loves, type of show. Yes, yes.
2: Yes. So you mentioned that whoever is kind of in the kitchen that night. That personality is going to reflect what's coming out. Uh, that having been said, you do have a menu that you that you stay within the confines of.
3: Yeah, 100. percent I mean, our, our menu right now, I would wouldn't expect to see much being changed through through December. Uh, you know, being a new restaurant, we need to gain some confidence, get uh, you know really proficient with our systems, uh, so that we can do those fun things sure. when when uh you know we all know like the seasons are super short here and you know right now you know we we're, we're going to get sick of root vegetables and and and, and potatoes and all that I mean, it's going to be it it's going to be kind of it's going to be boring for a little bit That's uh, all right. we're going to try and make it as exciting as we can but and not um,
2: always well you've got this this whole this whole interactive thing that you have going on here in this this entertainment venue yep. uh that is cranking out great food Tell me what your signatures are in the uh, in the early going at startup.
3: You know, I think it always changes of what, what I am excited about week to week. But I think for sure one of our staples will be in some way the ravioli doppio, which is a uh, single ravioli um, about four inches long by two inches wide, and has um, actually it's one ravioli with two fillings: one with uh, kabocha squash and one with uh, oxtail. Um, so that's something that, and it's served with rosemary granola, and it, it's definitely become uh, a popular item. Um, certainly, I mean, our pastas are where I'm, I'm most proud of. Um, we have uh, five pastas on the menu, and they're all made in-house. Uh, I'm very excited that we're making handmade pasta. It takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time a lot of effort and um we're definitely very proud of those pastas so that that's i would say the cornerstone of our menu in addition to uh the, the the salumi which is something that you know you you really can't miss when you walk in the front door and you see our our vintage burkle slicer um that we we had uh refurbished for us in italy it's a uh, it's a, a Model Twenty-One Burkle slicer from nineteen forties. Is that right? Yeah, it's very cool. Um, we're very very proud of that, and uh, so that's something that we wanted to at least have a very large section of the menu devoted to. And and to be honest, everything fell you know fell perfectly in line for me. Is that you know, yes? I'm. I want to be back home for the ocean. Um, I wanted to open an Italian restaurant and but I also wanted to do something that made sense for me and um, and made sense for Providence as well. And you know, like with Ben, you know, doing uh, the food that he's doing at Oberlin, I didn't want to step on toes. He's he's got the seafood thing on lock. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I'm I, I'm so excited every time I go in to eat there. I didn't feel a need to focus my menu around seafood. You know, Italian seafood is done by Ben, and he does it great. Um, so for for us here, it's it's centered around uh, definitely vegetables and meat. Uh, and that's that's the experience you're gonna get and right now uh, being that regional Italian restaurant I say like that right now we're looking at uh, as it gets cold in the winter months we're looking at Tuscany and north and that means uh, lots of meat lots of dairy um, lots of wholesome food that's gonna leave you feeling full
2: yes yes you mentioned the uh, the uh house-made pastas you also mentioned the hearty side of cuisine from tuscany uh where would you say the influences are i'm my first thought was okay we're talking homemade house-made pastas that's lydia yeah tell I mean, me L- tell me where the influences come from what's uh, are, are there influences of boulder in here
3: yes of course i mean there's influences throughout my all of my travels i mean there's influences um, you know, from some of my friends, and I, I find influence everywhere, right? And, uh, you know, I, I I think in terms of what I aspire to be, is I aspire to be, like, the best Italian grandma. Like, and that's that's, that's <laughs> what I, I want. I tell all these cooks, is like, if you want to be a great pasta chef, like, just, you know, try and be an Italian grandma. Try to cook like an Italian grandma, and that's, to me, um, you know, cooking with simplicity cooking with restraint letting your ingredients shine the most um, and sometimes that takes a lot of work uh, to, to to keep yourself that restrained um, and you know you put all that love and you know pasta food in general is supposed to be made with love and I think that that is the epitome of the town grandma that's the epitome of Lydia Bastianich it's something that I saw uh, firsthand you know, how she works and she's such a Badass, she's such a boss. I mean, she's (laughs) incredible. So that's yes, I take I take an an inordinate amount of inspiration from Lydia.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, are we going to see them up here? Have you invited the family up here?
3: We would love to see Lydia here. Uh, She's very busy. We'll see. We'll see where we can get uh, get her out here. But no, definitely guest chef dinners is something that we we have the space for. We want to do collaborations with uh, my you know some of my chef friends and. winemakers and other chefs that maybe I'm not friends with but are releasing cookbooks, you know, this is the perfect space for that um, we we want to engage the community as best we can and offer fun events and get people that are well known nationally here in Providence that are, are visiting we need to stop having um, Providence be the place that people are are stop, are passing yes. over on the yes. way from New York to Boston. Yep. It needs to be a stop, and I, like I said, there are chefs here that are doing an incredible job mm-hmm. and are are allowing people to take it uh, more seriously. And that's, I hope that we can insert ourselves right into that.
2: Fantastic. Um, what uh, what are you cooking this weekend? That you're jazzed about?
3: Uh, actually, this weekend we have a. We did buy some uh, bone-in uh, prosciutto di Parma. Uh, It's a uh, 36-month prosciutto de parma, something very special. Uh, that we were able to bring in. Um, it's put on a on a handstand called a morsa, very similar to the one that you would see uh, the Spanish hams being sliced off of. Um, but it, it's not often that you would see, actually, the bone-in uh, prosciutto de Parma. It's something that you would see, really, like, you know, a boneless ham on the slicer, as you would imagine you know prosciutto to be. But, yeah, we have that. We're going to be offering that uh, as a verbal addition this weekend.
2: Yes. One of the... Uh challenges of course for thanksgiving dinner is drinks and wine because not only do you have a challenge with the thanksgiving menu i mean just this thanksgiving menu from dave's here you have turkey you have savory stuffing well what exactly is that well everybody's stuffing recipe is a little bit different i say put some gaspar's linguiza in the stuffing you say oh no i use this other kind of sausage or i don't use sausage or i use sage or i use i don't do this or whatever so you've got different flavors going on. Onions, no onions. Uh, bacon, no bacon. Who says no bacon? Uh, cranberry sauce. The broccoli and cheese casserole. The green bean casserole. Everybody has to have green bean casserole this year because the woman that invented the green bean casserole passed away. So in, in honor, everybody has to have green bean casserole this year at Thanksgiving. The butternut squash. The uh, Do you do garlic mashed potatoes? Do you do the regular mashed potatoes? Do you do both? You see all of these different tastes coming on. The gravy. How do you pair wine with all that? Well, and and then you have that's only half the challenge. Then you have the people around the table who are all at different stages in their wine experience. If they even drink wine. Some people's favorite wine is a wine called beer. And then you have people that oh no I don't I don't know I don't know whatever so keep it simple champagne is always good something sparkling and light and white ice cold makes lots of friends uh sparkling cider the ciders are so huge this year Uh, so everybody's got a cider that's a, a good choice as well the Beaujolais Nouveau which is just fun for a little toast I mean nobody's saying hey let's have bottles and bottles of wine and get sloshed at the table and all of that but uh We're with you, and if we can be of any help, we are happy to be of service. We are going to talk olive oil, too, from the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, Dining Out with Bruce Newberry.
1: Kind of reminiscent, thinking, you know, two weeks ago I was in Italy and Calabria, and you know, now I'm back here, and (laughs) back to reality, and...
2: Well, there you go. But you know, the lesson, and, and you didn't even realize that you taught a lesson, but I was talking about your olive oil that we'll talk about, and you have to just hang on to that memory oh, cuz even uh, if you go back it's not going to be the same yeah.
1: it's you know it's it's been 10 years since i was there and this time was you know i went with friends and you know we made homemade wine and we picked some olives not for the olive oil that i have but you know they make their own olive oil so they're, they're you know they they live up in the hills in calabria and you know they walk up and to get the mineral water from the spring that's coming out of the side of the mountain, there's a big trough and wow. pipes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a you know, it's, it's a different a lifestyle.
2: Definitely different style of life, and we we romanticize it, and we would like to have that style of life. We think,
1: uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I you know, being still working and being you know. A New Englander, even when I was in California, would, you know they could tell you're from the East Coast by your work ethic. And I'm there and they'll say, Luigi, that's bad, that's bad, piano, piano. I'm like cutting five bunches of grapes at once and they're taking one bunch. You're going to lose the grapes. I mean, there were so many grapes. <laughs>
2: you were from yeah, Italy. I know. <laughs> so, talk about the olive oil because, like the grapes, the olive oil and the olives have good years and bad years. Yeah,
1: like every other year, and this year was not a good year for olive oil, so I had hoped that we were going to pick olives, and a lot of them were blemished and and small. So, you know, we picked, they picked what what they could. They, I mean, they have trees everywhere. Yeah. It, it's And the olive trees are actually overtaking all the vineyards. They're getting away from the grapes. Is that right? I guess they just—I don't know if they're less work or, you know, that used to be grapes. That used to be grapes. Now there's and now it's always. Always between the grapes and, wow. and you know, he had all these. So we brought it to the uh, the press, and um, you know, of course, I wanted some that we picked, <laughs> but they you know, they weren't even getting to that. So I ended up buying a buying a, a can, three, uh, what was it? Six liters. Uh, yeah, it's all. Uh, I forget. It's all metric. Yeah, it's all. Oh yeah, it's all metric, and I don't understand what they're saying anyway because I, you know, <laughs> pick up little pieces of it and. Uh, there you they go. Had it shipped to an importer here in the United States, mm-hmm. and then the importer put it in a bottles. In the, the bottles, me, and it's beautiful. It would have been so expensive to try to, if they did it there and had to ship it here. By this way, he's already shipping oil to the city. You'd be water. having
2: me and Captain Vinny putting the oil <laughs> in the in the bottles. Yeah, you don't I'm want that. <laughs>
1: no,
2: <I laughs> you know. don't want that. But this is so nice. And look at that. Imported for Perella's Ristorante, yeah. three eleven Medicom Avenue in uh, Warren.
1: That's great. He, the guy, was great. He sent me. You know, he says, "Here, what do you want?" I said, I'll "Just put my name on it." And, sure. You know, give me an olive branch and put the, kind of. Like, the kind of uh, grape it is
2: no yeah
1: which is a robust peppery. You get that pepper. You get in the that back. burn
2: when the that olive burn. oil bars were kind of in vogue yeah. there a few years ago. We learned a little bit about how to taste olive oil and if it's the authentic or the you know the particular kind. You get that burn and it makes you cough a little bit, and that's yeah. how you know right. that it's the real stuff.
1: And I was afraid. I said, nah, you know, I hope it's not going to be too strong." I particularly like that, and I figured since I was paying for it, I might as well buy what I like. Buy what you like. And then if people don't like it, they won't ask me for any more. <laughs> It's all but, the more for you. I gave my son a bottle, and um, remember a few years back, he went to Italy and worked on in Tuscany between
2: Rome and Tuscany.
1: Tuscany, right? Yes. And uh, at Lorenzo's olive oil, he's an importer, and he sells to Union Square yes. Cafe, yes. And they use it up at uh, Melissa Kelly's and uh, called Primo up in Rockland and her other restaurants, and I guess he uses it all over New York mm-hmm. and. The year after he came home, we ordered another case, and it was totally different than the case. That's that. the thing. Yeah,
2: and it goes back to remember everything about your visit and your time because it, yeah. it will just be unique. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this oil. Are you gonna uh, you're gonna be serving this here?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna put some on the tables. You know, if people want to try it, we're, you know, we have a few laying around. Because we have the olive oil and the balsamic on the table, on the
2: table anyway, yeah. and you can have it. Uh, put uh, some crushed pepper seeds in there and dip you the don't bread in any there, pepper and off... seeds. ah, a pro tip. There you are. <laughs> so uh, you get the bread and you just dip that in the oil and off you go, and it's a wonderful thing. But I want to. Uh, uh, in a minute here, I just don't want to get too far behind here, I uh, want you to tell about your next adventure. You mentioned Melissa Kelly. It. You're going we're, to Maine. going to, uh, to Primo up in
1: Rockland, uh, yes, Maine. It's yes. called Pig Week, and they close the restaurant, and they make all the charcuterie. It's, you know, um, Primo is a sustainable restaurant. They they grow their own chickens, yeah. vegetables, have their own honeybees. They grow their own pigs. We go up and spend two days to... Uh, it makes all the charcuterie, you know. They make salami. What do they and make? And prosciutto and cullitellas and lomos, which is the loin of the, and fil- filetto. Mm-hmm. Um, they, whatever they They make soppressata? Oh, yeah. They make soppressata. They make, um.
2: I just, uh, the reason they, we were talking about this new Italian restaurant that's just opened, and they have this whole salumi menu, which is
1: just another word for
2: charcuterie, and they have the, the soppressata and prosciutto and porchetta.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Now you're not going to make porchetta though.
1: No, no, they don't it's make all preserved porchetta. and cured. It, yeah, it's all cured. Uh, they take the the front leg. I'm trying to remember the name of the and they they um, they brine it and then they yes. take everything out of it and the bones yes. and they restuff it and yes. sew it and mm-hmm. they put. Uh, pork and pistachio nonsense. Yes, it, I can't remember I,
2: what that is either, but that's a that's a holiday I, thing.
1: When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And then when I tasted it, I couldn't believe Yeah. How phenomenal it was.
2: Really is amazing. And now you so you'll help the crew at uh, Primo
1: right for their whole winter something they they invite well my son did his internship there so he gets invited and of course if he gets to go then i want to go that's it so i got to go a few years back and you know it was a great experience and now uh we're going back again this year and um you know they invite local chefs and i mean there's executive chefs that you know melissa kelly knows being a james beard award winner that Come up there, I mean, it's like everybody's the same. It's like you walk through the kitchen door and you're washing eggs in the morning, and after they're working, they make a breakfast, and then you know they're out picking uh, escarole to make escarole and beans for lunch, and they cook a big meal. But I mean, you know, everybody helps washing the dishes and the pots. I mean, it's like everybody's just there to. It's experience a, it. It's
2: and a it's, whole brigade.
1: Yeah. And yeah I mean, it's, there's you know, probably 100 people there. Wow. Yeah. I and mean, they have to not they have to turn people away every year. So. Is that a
2: fact? You got a whole trip. It's your next adventure.
1: Yeah, I know. My wife's ready to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> not at all.
2: No problem and with all of the all of the wonderful things on the menu, the menu that is just full of friends. It's like dining with friends. All of the familiar names on this menu, and then of course we're gonna get ready for Thanksgiving, and you're gonna do your veggie lasagna. Oh
1: yeah, we do a lot of stuff to go and
2: yeah, so we'll uh, we'll talk more about that. Okay, sounds good.
1: Thanks, Bruce.
2: Thank you so very very Just much. Like Always olive oil. All right, thank you so much. I, uh, the gift of olive oil. This is great. And you'll get a gift of olive oil when you when you come in. Just taste uh, Lou's olive oil that came back from Italy with him. This extra virgin robust olive oil that's on the table here at Perella's.